You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Father Energy, thanks once again for sponsoring the Bradfoe Show. Uh, the Bradfoe Show has seen most recently on TMZ and other outlets making news all over the place, of course. Uh... Today, we're going to keep it rolling. All right, Bradfoe show on the go after a Red Sox 5-3 win in Pittsburgh. They are four back in the wild card right now. Um, still, you know, hanging on by a thread. But you got to take care of business in Pittsburgh, and that's exactly what they did. And one person helping them take care of business with Eric Cosmer, who had an RBI. And this who who we want to sort of dive into today uh, for good reason. Because if you listen to what Matt Strom, Matt Strom of the Red Sox, said about Eric Cosmer, says about Eric Cosmer on this podcast, you're about to hear it. You're going to be like, hmm, hmm, maybe we should keep this guy around. And here's the case for keeping Eric Cosmer around. Yeah, okay, you know, he hasn't tore it up since he came to the Red Sox. Sox and he's had a little bit of a downturn in his career but 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 you're obviously paying him nothing going for I mean you pay him basically minimum uh for the next three years after this one uh, if you keep him around uh and and most importantly he is a presence he is the type of presence he is the type of guy that you need in the clubhouse he is the type of leader the type of um player that I think that some teams might not prioritize these days as much as that they should. But you know, we look at the influence of a guy like this in the clubhouse. You know, you talk to everybody. And again, you listen to Matt Strom talking about him. And you hear, like, this is the type of guy that you want. You need sort of leaders in that clubhouse. You needed the 30-somethings. You need those guys to help steer the ship a little bit. Um, so I think that along with the presence that he has defensively at first base, obviously, and, uh, and you know, professional hitter. I don't know if you know this, professional hitter. So uh, I think that there is a case to be made for not jumping ship on Eric Hoss. Now, you should understand about the contract. So, after he can opt out after this year, he's getting paid $13 million a year the next three, each of the next three years. He can opt out after the next year. Will he do it? Probably not. Uh, probably not. Uh, the Red Sox, like you said, I mean, they could, they could jump ship from him, they could release him, and, you know, wouldn't barely cost him anything. In terms of trading him, well, he has 10-5 rights after this year. So he not only has a no-trade, he had the limited no-trade with a 10-team no-trade, uh, allowing him to pave the path to get to the Red Sox. Remember the Nationals, he, he put the kibosh on. But he has 10-5 rights, so he can say, well, you're not going to trade me here or there. So that limits what the Red Sox can do a little bit, uh, you would think. Uh, like I said, they can release him if they want. But I would not devalue Eric Hosmer, and I don't think you're going to devalue Eric Hosmer, particularly after listening to Matt Strom, Red Sox pitcher, who, uh, as he points out, has very, very um, a, a long history with Hosmer, a very long history with Hosmer. And in fact, there's not a lot of players who, on, certainly on this Red Sox team, can give a better perspective in terms of what this guy brings. All right, well, subscribe, listen, review, big news coming up, obviously, Brad Foe Show, Fantasy Football League, which, by the way, by the way, talking to Hosmer the other day, people don't know, 
Hosmer is in the well-publicized Tommy Pham, Mike Trout uh, league. He actually made it to the finals last year, the championship game against Bregman, lost to Bregman, but did say that the new commissioner, the new commissioner taking over for Mike Trout, has things back on the rails. He said things are going smooth. So uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated in terms of where Hosmer or where that league stands. But most importantly, we'll keep you updated on what's going on with the Brad Show Fantasy Football League draft is uh, a week from this coming Monday. Ooh, this coming Monday. All right, well, we're going to have plenty of podcasts leading up to that, including, by the way, some pod, uh, some Draft Central podcast. But this is not a Draft Central podcast. This is a The Case for Keeping Eric Hosmer Around podcast. Here you go. Yeah, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to be on his team every season I've been in the big leagues. So I've been with three different organizations and shared the field with them every year. Uh, his presence, from what I've experienced, is just unmatched with just his, I mean, his professionalism and just how he carries himself. He's also, like, a very good vocal leader as well as, like, lead by example. So, I mean, he's, in my opinion, he's the best of both worlds. I remember in 2018, A.J. Preller called me before signing him and asked me about him, and I was like, bro, there's there's nothing on him. Like, whatever you're looking for, it's, it's not there. Like, he is he is what everyone says he is, and he's, I mean, again, he's he's been the glue in every clubhouse I've been in. In, in, in the world of baseball, there's always different sort of ways to lead and to be that guy. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about how he, like, what he does. Yeah, uh, I mean, so just stuff I saw over in San Diego being his teammate there. Obviously, the early years are going through a rebuild. He just does a great job of, like, keeping keeping the team connected and like I mean he does a great job of bridging the gap from players to coaches coaches to front office like he just he works well with everyone I mean like I said you could you could interview all 30 teams I don't think you're gonna find a bad word about him like he's he's an unbelievable human and I mean he's like I said I've been very very fortunate to spend every season with him do you have an example again like it's he is the same every day, so it's like I, I can't sit here yeah. and like play yeah, out. We like we like anecdotes and we like stories. Yeah, I mean, just you know, like I feel like last year I don't think he got enough credit for. I think he kind of got drugged under the rug last year with the media out there in San Diego with the whole tread deadline thing. And I mean, he did a great job of just individual team meetings. Like, I mean, that that shit don't bother him because he is so professional. I mean. We're all human, so of course, obviously, if your life's going to get uprooted and all that stuff happens, you're dealing with stuff, but to see him come to the field every day and still be professional, which I don't think got broadcasted enough of how well of a job he did that with what he went through last trade deadline, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's that speaks volumes of his character, in my opinion, of how professional he is, that he puts the boys and his work first. And like you said, it almost has more impact on the guy, because other than him, right? Yeah. Because you, you see, like, that's the guy, we don't want that guy treated right. this way. And that's how I felt last year. Um, I obviously wasn't with the team the whole time, but I was with him right before the trade deadline, and then I was activated right after. And I felt like more of the guys were bothered of the rumors than Hosmer was himself, because like like you said, he is he is that important to a clubhouse, and you can't measure that. I mean, no no analytics guy has that measurement of what a person's personality can bring to a team and how it can help out others. Tell me about when you found out when he was training. Yeah, so that was actually funny. Trev, Kike, and I were here rehabbing in the clubhouse, and I saw the trade to Washington. I saw Haas's name on it, and I was—I told Kike, I was like, 
I was like, damn, dude, I, for, for some reason I had a gut feeling we'd get them, like, because I, like, obviously hearing the rumors, San Diego trying to move them, whatever, and we needed some some first base help, and, you know, it was, I was, I was kind of down, and then all of a sudden I'm sitting in the, the cold tub, and Kike walks in, and he's like, dude, we just got Hosmer, I was like, dude, don't mess with me, like, no, he didn't, and he's like, and then he shows me his phone, and I was like, I was pumped, I immediately texted Haas, and I'm telling him I was jacked, and whatever and now it's it's happened so he's been here for like a week right yep. but you can you have a unique perspective on just watching him like a lot of these guys don't know him at all yeah but you're like oh i can see sort of like how he works and this is all coming back and this yeah. is how it's going to impact this this team that i know and yeah yeah no like i said just his professionalism of i mean I, i'm not in hitters meetings but i mean i've seen him in clubhouses in san diego like they would do him in the middle of the clubhouses and i mean he's he's just so attentive to all the detail and to what other guy like he is he's a team player like all around it's i mean again there i haven't had a teammate like it so 